Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Development Hell. For every horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Corngut. I am a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Now, sometimes we like to shake things up and we sit down with the most exciting voices in horror to see what projects they might have on the go or stuck in development hell. Today, we have an interview with director, writer, and actor Josh Rubin. Josh's latest feature is Werewolves Within. This is the horror comedy adaptation of the Ubisoft VR party game of the same name. The VR game is a cult favorite, and this film adaptation from IFC Films has a lot of hype around it right now. It's going to be premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 16th. It's still going to have a limited theatrical run starting on June 25th, and it's also going to go on demand starting on July 2nd. Today we sit down with Josh Rubin to talk about his experience directing Werewolves Within, and we discuss a couple of his projects that are lost in development hell. Please enjoy this conversation with Josh Rubin. How would you introduce yourself in your own words? Probably a Caucasian 37-year-old filmmaker just uh, trying to make waves, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. as he feels he deserves, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just a lot of taking, a lot of talking Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, Um, I know the type. I know the type. (laughs) You guys are often featured on podcasts. Yes, exactly. Just another, um, you know, a comedian with a mild belly just trying to make Mm -hmm. his way through Mm -hmm. the audio uh, world. I always ask this and it's always inappropriate, but I'm Jewish and I feel like you have kind of a Jewish name and I want to know, are you part of the persuasion? Joshua Benjamin Rubin, and it would have been Rubinowitz. Yeah, okay. had my dad's mom not asked uh, her mm. new husband drop the Inuits. So yes, I'm very much so. But on my dad's side, my mom's a Christian scientist, but 
she mm. does take Tylenol. So uh, we had that in my family for a, a while, but I feel like everything is on the up and up now. Congratulations on Werewolves Within! I got to watch it. Instant classic. Are you excited <laughs> for the upcoming Tribeca premiere? I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm. I'm sort of readying my CBD gummies and uh, nice. prepping to quell the anxiety. Uh, it's going to be in person. Thank gosh. I feel like I you just made it. It just sort of the line in the sand time wise. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, I I kind of can't believe it. Does feel like I've like crossed oceans uh, to get here from like my first modest little movie scare me to this and uh, every pandemic in between or just the one. Um, maybe we'll come out on the other side where yeah. we'll actually be able to to see it on the old big screen. We a will. weird time to break through as a filmmaker, probably. Very What's more exciting, getting ready for Tribeca or when you were getting ready for Sundance? Oh wow! Yeah, what's the bigger uh, what's the bigger deal? Dance. You know, yeah, less yeah, anxiety. Yeah. You know, probably <laughs> like uh, oh wow, you're suddenly going to be thrust around um, or uh, amongst several contemporaries. Definitely pulling down masks to give kisses and fist bumps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, but hey, mm-hmm. vaccines work. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Sundance 2020 was the you know the first super spreader event um here in the states so um it was a delight to be a part of that you know hi mr malton yeah i'm i'm assuming you've done the festival circuit a lot as an actor is it different uh as a director like do they treat you better i i suppose so yes i mean it's <clears throat> if by festival circuit you mean you know slam dance the year heath ledger died and everybody's palm pilot went off um because Whoa, i was really? cameo in my friend's movie yeah, my buddy Dan Schechter made a movie called uh, um, Goodbye Baby, and it came out just before Gone Baby Gone, so you can imagine. Oh, um, my condolences. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was there at Slam Dance, which is basically just, you know, mm-hmm. Sundance's little brother. Um, like, can I play? And it's like, no. No, no, no. Um, on a small screen. Uh, but uh, that was that was really my biggest, I think, um, experience cool. at a festival next to maybe you know Cinequest or something, but Cinequest is fun. All the all the genre festivals are way better in my opinion. No offense. How did you get involved adapting this iconic game? Was this your idea, or did someone come to you? No, this was Mishnah Wolf. Um, Mishnah had uh, developed this script um, with Ubisoft's or through Ubisoft's Women's Film and Television Fellowship and uh kicked its ass and then they needed a director to helm it my my producers natalie metzger and matt miller you know they had seen an early cut of uh, scare me my my first movie and we're like oh you can actually maybe do this and uh your vibe might be appropriate for this um snowed in creature feature do you want to throw your hat in the ring and i was uh terrified of the prospect of what i thought was going to be a video game movie but it was so much more and Mm -hmm. um here we are well, first of all, how dare you? Because my next question is, how do you feel about video game adaptations? And do you have a favorite? I, wow. I, well, I, I've never seen like, you know, Doom or Silent Hill. Um, how dare and, you? Uh, I saw the trailer for Assassin's Creed. How dare I? But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Ubisoft. And, and oh. uh, you know, it's um, I, I, was, I was a little nervous, admittedly, because they don't have the best of reputation. I'll just come out and say it. We, we, we made ourselves the best video game adaptation in history factual and true but like again it's not saying a huge amount although i'm i am a fan resident evil how can you how can you be mad 
oh my gosh, you can't be. Mila Jovovich, it's like multipass, like how far we've all come. You know? <laughs> multipass, I just rewatched that. Holds up. Ah, uh, um, it does? Oh, I mean, I thought so, personally. It's a shame that, you know, like he do we not speak of uh, is canceled, but she was great in that. And I thought Bruce was just a dream. And it's like, you know, um, Wait, who, who was can- who wasn't that? Isn't the director like like a. a, a, uh, a bad I mean, I think he's French. So I just kind of. Yeah, yeah right. I moved on. I didn't see that last Ooh. movie because it looked kind of boring. Big fan of Scare Me and as of today, Werewolves Within. What's your relationship with horror? Oh, it was uh, it was uh, uh, the warm blanket for a kid um, who didn't have many buddies. Yeah, I had an older sister who introduced me to horror when I was, you know, when like uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy were like always on cable. I yeah, uh, Kane Hodder. Uh, uh, I almost said Robert Downey Jr. Imagine he could play it. Freddy though. I feel like I feel like he'd kill it. I think he would too. Pardon the pun, but very way even more verbose, but also subdued. You know, mm-hmm. bring something to the table. Who's the top, Freddy or Jason? Top? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, my, my guess would be, you know, my guess would be that Jason is sort of a secret bottom. That well, Okay, I'm glad that you went there because I feel like you always have to look at who is the obvious and then switch it. Right, exactly. It's just like mm-hmm. we know Christopher Walken says about acting choices. It's like, you know, <laughs> do the opposite. Um, okay, it applies. I think it's the same apl- <laughs> iconic. Same applies here. But I will okay, well, say, uh, mm-hmm. recently, true story, I was on um, the Clubhouse app, mm. uh, uh, iconic, and um, <laughs> Kane Hodder was in Horror Room. I was. Uh, I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm... Um, you know, my, my, my little avatar uh, is next to and I'm speaking to uh, one of the two, you know, legends I grew up watching, you know, Freddie mm-hmm. and Jason. Mm-hmm. Here's Jason. He said, well, just to uh, just to put it out there, uh, Freddie is a bitch. Oh, yeah, he Good just for like him. Said it. Good for him. Yeah, shots fired. You know, I, I get the sense that he's a dick. My oh. Quite my feeling. Opposite. Like, not only was Kane, he was, that was like the big joke of the conversation. And then he was just like very subdued and sweet and like a little small town kind of guy who, you know, was just describing his stunt career that turned oh. into the chance to, um, yeah, to like be given an opportunity. And then when he left the room, all of the other horror icons in the room, like, you know, Barbara Crampton and were just sort of pouring on the compliments. Like, oh man, Kane, if you guys don't know, he's one of the sweetest and most wonderful. And that's why the, the, the Freddie bitch comment just, it just lit me up. It's true. And also it's true. Freddie is a bitch. So what, what was like the horror movie that like fucked you up as a kid? What was oh, the movie man. that like you were not, you were just not the same anymore? Wow, that's a great question. I mean, I want to say, I keep saying it's uh, Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Is that like your like cool answer or is that the real thing? Because if that's the real thing, I'm really, I'm really here for it. I think that's the real one. Like even as a kid, I was somehow like lured in by James Woods, RIP in many ways, Um, like (laughs) looking through his house and like seeing boots in the closet, but it turning out just to be boots and not, uh, not another man, even though he was like, being watched and the weird imagery like the cigarette smoking stuff and we loved cats and yet there was like a cat that was like being electrocuted on that electric floor and then the troll it was like it had this dread about it you couldn't get away from i think that one fucked me up i literally don't remember a single thing like you said i only remember someone walking on a ledge and Mm -hmm, that is my 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 sole memory of that oh also the iconic cover 
I will continue to say iconic, yeah. even if you make fun of me. It's just oh it, no, I'm gonna continue. It works. Yeah, that's not making fun. It it's works. Uh, it does, um, and you can say it after anything, and I will. <laughs> you will really all of my press. I will be using. You're gonna keep going. Good. Uh, I you've definitely at least with these two features that I've seen, seem to have a very distinct directing style. Is oh this calculated or are you just following the impulse and, and hoping for the best? Just trying to be um, Taika Waititi and Lee mm. Winnell, um, someone who doesn't have Spielberg money but is trying to make a name for himself. I, I actually, if, if you want to get really inside baseball, I think someone who, uh, or a few folks, have a similar style uh, I think that's kind of becoming a bit of a soup. Like I'm noticing that on Barry, when Bill Hader directs, he does a similar thing that I do. And I wonder if it's just simply, even though us actors that have been on set uh, uh, many different mm-hmm. sets and have uh, worked with many different directors aren't so technically proficient, but we, we like keep the camera on the performance and let a lot of action kind of happen while the camera stays very tempered. Wes Anderson does this too. Like I think Taika Waititi does it, but I, I notice that like Bill Hader and his amazing episodes of Barry, he also kind of does this thing. And I feel like I feel like we te- keep the camera sort of tempered and don't get terribly Edgar Wright about it. Um, but let but but make it very sort of um, or allow the performances to sort of come out. I prefer a Mike Nichols comparison. I mean, come Ooh. on. You know, I'm just trying to recreate post Wow. I mean, congratulations for even allowing that for yourself. That's big. Yeah, well, you know, happiness I mean, is equilibrium. Uh, shift shift your weight. You know, that's something mm-hmm. you always to say. Um, who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf film is the reason I'm gay. Like, I feel like that is what did it. So. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's the yeah, queerest incredible. movie probably of all time. This is my official. I haven't seen that, but I saw Birdcage uh, with, well, the... my, with my mom at the Hudson Valley Mall. And Aww. I was like, you know, I was a Robin Williams fan. I was just sort of uh, blown away and found myself doing impressions of Nathan Lane, even though I'm, you know, fairly straight kid anyway. But to huh. do that impression it on tour high school and yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. So once me and my boyfriend for Halloween decided it would be fun to go on one of those like party cruises, never do it. And we dressed up as the birdcage too. And I was obviously Nathan Lane. And oh, um, it was very straight and very bro to the point where I was like uncomfortable. Oh and then, no. But oh, twist, somehow my outfit changed perfectly into Jonah Hill from Wolf of Wall Street. And I tell you, the straights loved it. So it worked out. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just that that kind of thing where it reminds me of like when my my ex-girlfriend and I went to a Halloween party and she was uh, meant to be Khaleesi, but everyone was like, Ilsa? Oh. Yeah. And it was, I guess, more accepted. It was like before, I guess that was when Ilsa was more of a cultural icon than, you know, um, Khaleesi. But uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand your pain, basically, or your success. Mm-hmm. And all four characters, hot and adorable. So the cast of Werewolves Within, so good. Oh, thank Huge you. Huge cast. Did you handpick these people, or were you lucky? Uh, both. So um, I knew that if I was going to be working with um, actors on, I don't want to say on another level than you know mm. Chris and I were from Scammy, but just like more talented actors and and like more of a chance of an intimidation game. That at the very least, I wanted a and no assholes policy. Um, mm. It's like you know Vince Vaughn carries. It's like why do we have to have him? And then B, I knew that I wanted a friend there for me personally, and if my actors could have 
skin in the game that at least they could suggest uh, a buddy to come out to play their spouse or their um, their their sort of sparring partner. So I was able to say, first of all, I know I want friends. Milana Weintraub, she's hella talented. We go way back. Ubisoft loved her. Come aboard. George Basil, known him forever. He's one of the funniest people ever. But also, like, if I have a total emotional meltdown at the end of a day out here in Fleischmann's in the middle of winter, George and I can at least, like, get a margarita or a hot toddy, I guess. Um, and I also knew that he would be so sort of disarming. He was my secret weapon, my emotional shield. And then you kind of build that out from there. You say, George, who do you want to play your spouse? This is a big deal. Who do you want to play the Gwen to your Marcus? And he'd say, what about Sarah Burns? And I'd go, holy shit, Barry, she's so funny. And then I, mm-hmm. Harvey Guillen, you know, I'd, I'd say, who do you want to play your husband? And he'd say, how about Cheyenne Jackson? I'd go, oh my God, I love him. And all shook up. Uh, those two were just maybe my favorite part. So uh, no, I'm lying. Wonderful. Obviously, Michaela Michaela Watkins is going to be my favorite part in anything. Oh man, yeah, she's like the first on screen Karen. I think you know it, within the past sixteen and a half months, the new definition there. Hey, yeah, I was rooting for her because she just loves her dog and crafts. Sorry. Oh yeah, and Gosh, I respect she's... both of those things. And she's so good. And also, was this the Veep reunion? Because it felt like it. Uh, wait, wait a minute. So I'm I'm terrible. I need to know who. The, who the Veep counterparts Only were. Sam like, Richardson and Michaela Watkins. Oh, okay, okay, yes. Michaela, she did have... Well, I suppose it was. I mean, you know, to a degree. But it was also like, I want a real who's who of indie film, yet you've appeared in Spielberg movies. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, we're going to get people who not only have, like, done summer stock and improv, uh, but also have, like, worked on these um, massive things. So... That at worst case scenario, they'd all understand the pain and sweat of a long day with one camera. And luckily, uh, they did. Like, I, you know, it was it was once once I kind of um, actors suggested people that they wanted to, um, you know, portray their spouses that we could kind of go after. Um, it also became a list of like people I wanted to work on. Michaela, I'd met a couple of times through our, our mutual friend, Natalie Morales. And she's just like, it's wonderful. The sweetest, the coolest, the f- fucking funniest and then to also be able to be like i've always wanted to work with michael chernus oh my god let's uh have him play a scumbag i i'm still kind of in awe of this hilarious ensemble that you put together specifically mm-hmm. harvey michaela and sam i was just like holy crap oh and how do we say her name is it milana yeah milana Vintrube. okay i i looked her up i was like how do i not know who this person is and i discovered that she's not a-list superhero famous and i'm like so shocked because yeah, this is everybody's saying that i hope this blows open the doors you know um wait so going back a little bit to your directing style i just want to say i have a i like most people i'm obsessed with like really good font and text and the glowing credits yeah. were just like mwah, beautiful i loved it was uh, that you big ups to brett bachman my editor i mean i did say like hey i want this to feel somewhere between arachnophobia and beetlejuice with this yeah. kind of style and vibe and he was like i got you dude and yeah. then just you know, opened up his graphics program. He was like, it would be an honor to uh, do the titles as well. And I was like, Brett, you've killed it at every turn. You can do whatever you want. And he destroyed the titles. Because you look at those and you, you also you see Werewolves Within as a title. It's so striking that for them to, for him to put it over the edge with um, – with that style of font that's so reminiscent of that that era we all grew up in, the VHS era, you know, the Beetlejuice and Tremors of it all. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. And kind of like a bit of an Are You Afraid of the Dark 
vibe too. Yeah. yeah, which is uh, my everything is like Goosebumps, Sorry for the Dark moment. It's which my I, everything. Oh, really? Sorry, I didn't want to like uh, age shame you, but I never know where the line in the sand is for people. I know, I know. So, I don't want to be ageist, but it's just kind of like, no, okay. I, I, I know what it is. Well, okay, now I'm going to put you to the test. Do you have a favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark moment slash episode slash oh, villain? I, mean, I feel like it's, it's trodden to say when you zoom out and realize they're in a big pinball machine, um, but probably so um, the pirate scared the shit out of me. Maybe even more the girl who lived in the wall or was seen in the... Yep, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. because, because this is my world. Yeah, very good. Very scary. Also very Canadian. And I don't think very. you are, but I am. I'm in Toronto. Oh, and wow. that, that, that whole era of like Goosebumps, Sorry for the Dark, for some reason, all of that was just filmed in Canada. So it all just is like the most Canadian it vibes imaginable. It just scratches all, all itches. It's just Ugh. all sides of the lizard brain. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you consider Werewolves Within to be a horror comedy? Uh, I would say it's more of a comedy horror. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just go ahead and rearrange that for you. Yes, I do. Okay. 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 I write often and I have been warned off by producers on the genre of horror comedy because people seem to be very scared that you can't sell it. Have you heard these rumors yourself? Have you been discriminated against? Uh, oh, left and right. I mean, again, as a 37-year-old uh, Caucasian filmmaker mm-hmm. um, who mm-hmm. hasn't been handed enough, you know, being, no, no, being no, no, in New York, no, no. being, mm-hmm. um, having coffee, drinking, <laughs> wearing yeah. Doc Martens. Um, no, I... Uh, <laughs> I I don't I wouldn't say so much discrimination. I did have one conversation ages ago with an executive who um, was an executive very long and ended up going um, back into the fashion industry making jeans because he was wrong when he said comedy and horror don't work. And I wanted to be like, did you see Beetlejuice? Was this um, Kevin Klein? No, wait, that's an actor. Who's the designer it, of the name Klein? Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> no, was this Kevin Klein? Actually, I'm going to stick with it. I'm yes, going to be wrong it was, it was and actually, strong. You're... This is this is huge. <laughs> this is yeah. huge we news. At, uh, a, a very small production company. I was so excited <laughs> to go out to lunch with this one mm-hmm. person where I was like, you know, I want to make horror comedies. And he was like, um, that doesn't work. They don't exist. And it's like, but at every turn, it seems to. That's a strange take because I've seen so many of them. Yeah, correct. And it was like, have you, did you grow up in the 80s? Like, you know, Freddy Krueger is a cartoon character. He became a cartoon correct. character. Correct. But, but, but yeah. is it, did it, did it, you know, hey, more props to uh, Bob Shea. I mean, it morphed genres um, and they kept the gore. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think if anything, people are now curious because there's, I think there's going to be kind of a resurgence of horror movies being fun again. Like I want to make quiet place, but I also want to make you laugh. If I can scare the shit out of you, but I can also make you somehow laugh at like someone doing a weird walk um, uh, and, you know, hitting their knee on a coffee table or something, which I guess is my go-to joke, then I'll take it. There you go. Yeah. One of the reasons I asked if you, you know, were really a horror person or if you fell into it is just wanted to make sure I wasn't dealing with a John Kravinsky. And so it's funny that you brought that up. Can you imagine if I was, I I don't, I've never met him. I'm sure he's perfectly nice, but I feel like Mm, he's so passionate about the, um, the drama and carpenter of it all and me i'm kind no. of like yeah but clue no. you know yeah i see he said he like tried to explain how a quiet place wasn't horror and then i immediately no. never watched a quiet place or its sequel and i'll never participate in his properties again i'm that mad no. about it yeah 
He said it wasn't a horror? He, like, you know how, like, these pretentious dudes are, like, they refuse to categorize things as horror because it's less than? Oh, um, baby. Oh, no. Oh, boy. As an artiste, what is development hell to you? Oh, uh, an unfortunate part of the process, I'd say. I think inevitably, as you, uh, you grow a bit of experience, uh, build a name for yourself as an artiste, you will enter into the inevitable development hell with your work where um, people will encourage you up to a point, you've got to take this wonderful thing out. In fact, it might even get bought, it might even get optioned. And then you find yourself hitting a wall where you're not making it. You're just waiting for notes. Um, and that's that was hell for me in my personal experience. I hear through the grapevine, Judy, that you have <laughs> a project that was stuck in development hell for some time called Lee's Kill List. Is this something familiar to you? Absolutely correct. It was a great idea. A great pilot. Yeah. Oh, a pilot. Okay, so can you tell everybody in the world, there's like hundreds of thousands of people listening, what was or is Lee's Kill List? Okay, so Lee's Kill List was a concept that my former directing partner and writing partner at the time had conceived and pitched at a lunch meeting to a former executive in New York um, who worked at Comedy Central. And the idea, um, if I can remember correctly, I'm sure the, uh, the, there's a there's a tighter logline, but it's essentially about a um, a man who cleaning salesman who realizes um, his calling is to be a Dexter like serial killer, um, and he uh, as he scratches the itch of his um, new uh, trait, let's mm. call it, he mm. also expertless expertly can clean up after himself. And uh, our it was pitched way more punchy than that, but the executive instantly was like, "I'm going to give you fifty thousand dollars to make a." It wasn't a pilot; it was like a sizzle piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and we killed ourselves, put everything into it, uh, put money into it, more money went over budget, got John Hurd, like the dad from Home Alone, um, R.I.P. Unfortunately, no. cameo, and um, the brilliant Henry Zabrowski to star um and uh of um uh, last podcast on the left yes and um, i proceeded to not only get killer praise throughout comedy central but it turned into at least a year of waiting on an answer before they denied it come a show um at comedy central the rights went back to us and Mm -hmm. then we went back into development at ifc we're at a year later died again yeah you just like want to keep suffering and you want to keep beating it up right like you don't want to let it go because that's what development hell is because i found a bird in the park it was hurt Mm. i freaked out i didn't know what to do so i tried to call the city i was sitting on the ground for like half an hour and then this lady came with a box and she was like and Mm. she was going to take it away and help it i was like okay thank god and she said to me you know it's one thing to die or to face death but it's another thing to just be out here suffering all day. And right. I was like, that is absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. And Were yeah, you mad about uh, the movie Kill List or was this way after that? Oh, God, I don't even – I've heard of it. And I think it actually wow. is an IFC film. 
I think we were way, way before. Our, our Lee's Kill list was 150 years ago. It was before oh. anything. Film, TV, any idea. It was uh, after Dexter, though. So at least mm. we had that reference. Where we basically waited six months to get a note. Um, uh, and uh, to get notes, rather, was how it was phrased to us. We got on the phone all excited. Now we get a little bit of movement. And the note was to remove the word cleavage from mm. the episode. Uh, at which point we we did that, um, exported a PDF, and then waited another few months, and that was right before it died a second time. Which is weird because it's truly one of the better words. I, I agree. It also has to do with earth science. You know, it doesn't just mm-hmm. have to do with breasts. You're talking about rock. You know, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Te- te- tectonic shifts. You know, all that. There you go. Sedimentary. Wow. I just had to Google the different types of rocks because I had a joke I wanted to make to a friend on Messenger the other day. So yeah, those are the different kinds. Uh, do you have any other projects that you can that you can reach into development hell and sort of pull back out and say, I killed this? Well, uh, let me see. Off the top of the dome, I don't. I, I can't say that I do is that because the, the one that was so that occurred so brutally was these mm. um, not only for us to like feel like we were going to sell it for a bunch of money, no money, um, uh, attach a showrunner nice enough, but um, it didn't really work. And then to not only like fail at one network or be told after a year of compliments and um, great praise that this isn't going to work out, jump to another place and have it be again slaughtered. After, by the way, that second network jump, we were sort of uh, encouraged to put it more in our voice than um, uh, we'd, we we felt it was um, at the previous spot. Wait, wait, wait. Encouraged uh, to put it more in your... Can you say that one more time? Yeah, I want to so, know what that but, means. So basically, when we, were, when we were at Comedy Central, the mandate was, look, our, we want several jokes a page. And we said, okay, yeah. I mean, we, we like a bit of a darker comedy. And so we kind of overreached a pinch to make this thing as funny as possible. Okay. Um, when it died at the network and went to IFC... IFC, home of Portlandia, um, and uh, Hank Azaria's uh, Brockmire, um, if you will. Okay. Uh, I think we were pre-Brockmire. There's some, wow. um, you know, uh, Brockmire AD and BC. I was um, just going to make that joke, and I'm very mad that I couldn't. <laughs> and I was trying to think of how to put the letters together. It was like A, B. I couldn't, and that's why I didn't do it. It was too hard. Yeah. BBC, That would have been great. But yeah, so at IFC, they were like, they were... Also wonderful, by the way, I should have said this caveat, you know, I'm probably putting myself out of every development executive. Everyone is wonderful. Everybody (laughs) was killer to work with. I make no joke. No, you know, everybody working in that industry, it's a difficult industry to work in anyway, to be a development person. Everyone was great to us. But when we went to IFC, their kind of mandate was everything as weird, as eccentric, as irreverent, as you wanted to make it, as Coen Brothers-y as you want to make it, go for it. So all the jokes you felt a little icky about you take them out. You can put in all the weirdness. And we thought, Oh my gosh, we're in heaven. Well, six months later, cleavage joke, six months after that, sorry, it's not going to go here either. I mean, I was like, what? That sounds like a, a terrible dream that you're never going to wake up from. Have you been approached by Marvel yet? Like what, what is your superhero movie? I feel like it's coming, oh, right? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it has to at this point. It's before Ant-Man 4. It'll be, I would like to think. I was going to say, be, if you're lucky. Oh, my God. I mean, I I would way prefer uh, Dark Man. 
I would love to revisit Raimi's Sam Raimi's Dark Man. I have Raimi is shaken. Yeah. Dude, I I, uh, I have I have an awesome angle for it, but um, I just don't know. Some people, you know, they shoot me down. They're like, "Hey, I don't think a lot of people think it's relevant enough." But but you know what? I think we're ready for a for a for a, a bizarre horror hero. This is a character who's very angry, going mad in the dark, and um, you know, doesn't feel like he's uh, he's deserving enough of love. And I, I think there's a lot to say there. Listen, if Joker proved anything, is that we are here for movies about angry white guys. Um, It's funny because when I riffed on Marvel, the real question I wanted to ask is, do you have a dream adaptation to direct? And so I kind of love the route we're going with Darkman, but you are allowed to switch gears because I am asking this Um, question. I I don't think I would dare. I think at one (sighs) point... I pr- I probably w- wanted to like you know helm and star in like a Robin Williams biopic, and now I'm like no 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 I don't think that would be uh, a a props, um and no one could do mm. it right, but um I I do love uh, any excuse to oh I don't know play with horror effects and prosthetics and uh, also have an excuse to do a few Dutch angles and make one laugh. And I think if I can get away with that, you know, like a genre flick that can freak you out a little bit, but also make you like, I can't believe I'm laughing. Um, if I could be the Todd Salons of uh, oh my God, Marvel, you know? <laughs> is that who you're talking? Is that, is that how you describe <laughs> Todd? Because that's no, I just, uh, I just thought that would be uh, a fun reference to it get was. a giggle out of you, Josh. I, and you got one. Uh, my friend group do this digital movie club because we're cute and all that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking pretty hard about about bringing in happiness. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> really. And the only reason I didn't is because part of our shtick is that we have to play the trailer for the movie, and you would not believe the garbage trailer 1998 put out for that movie. Yeah, let me guess. It doesn't feature any Dylan Baker. I, it doesn't. It's it. You, the music, first of all, for one thing, they, they're marking it as like. Uh, like a quirky comedy. Oh boy, I think that's I think that's why my sister brought the VHS home and made it like a family viewing. Uh, um, your sister sounds. I'm gonna say it. Iconic. Oh, she's incredible. I don't know if you know Rachel Yamagata, but my sister. She's I do. A singer. She's a singer songwriter. That's my sister. She's your well, sister is Rachel Yamagata. I've been listening to Rachel Yamagata since high school, which is a long time. So that's be your I'm, love, man. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah. I'm like, who's Josh Rubin? I don't care. This is who I want I on my know, podcast. I know. I know. I'm sorry. And, uh, well, it's, mm-hmm. uh, she has obviously a different dad, but when I say my sister's half Japanese, they look at me and they're like, I can see it. Um, but. Uh, uh, we have different dads, um, but she kidding. I'm sure you have. Um, I, I, not many people look it up. You know, it's fun trivia. It's fun trivia. That's wild. Yeah. I'm looking now I'm, you're distracted, right? You're like, no, I yeah. Now I'm looking up like, what were the songs that I liked? I, I literally am Googling uh, your sister. Be your love deal. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm not going to do this to you. This can be on my own time. That's fine. That's Hell fine. No. I would um, much rather talk about wait, my sister than my love of Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, you know? Oh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. You know, one of my episodes upcoming very well could be Tales from the Dark Side Part 2. Mm. Because it did not occur, but it very well could have. I don't know if you know anything about my podcast, but generally speaking, this is not how I roll. Like, I usually pick an actual horror property that was going to get made, but then didn't. Oh, and, that sounds like heaven. And you right? often hash that out with, um, you know, mm-hmm. a fellow industry or usually i do um but if i get like you know like uh 
famous white filmmaker. I, I just mm. interview them. But um, yes. Yeah, so what's generally- the What's the most uh, the one you're like? Holy crap! I, I I'm 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 bereft that didn't happen. Thank you for asking. Oh, I know literally all of them. I like could have a doctorate in this, and iconically and sadly enough, <laughs> the one that I like my my white whale is a video game adaptation and i'm not even a video game girl so funny enough there was a horror video game 2001 called alice and it was like a very spooky tim burton-esque version of alice in wonderland wow you should just interview interview me for a while that was fun um i'm happy to i mean i thought (laughs) we were getting somewhere with rachel yamagata i know finally I can't believe Rachel Yamagata is your sister. That's funny. Wow, what a creative, adorable family. Wait, you never gave me a real answer, though, for your dream adaptation or, or sequel. Girl, or something. I, I'm telling you, Darkman, I want to I wanna yes, play he, in the dark, he, in Darkman space. I thought you yeah. said no. Like, I can't do it. Like, I would never. I'm, like, too much of a, of a little bee. But no, you, you are picking Darkman. I, I, yeah. Because I, I think you did say I, that. I wish I was more interested. Like, I wish I could be, like, you know, no, Dostoevsky's, you know what I mean? Like, I could, couldn't do Uncle Vanya. Um, oh, but, um, 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 who's Miss Julie? I went to school too. <laughs> yeah, I want to remake um, uh, Women of a Certain Age. Is that even a movie? I don't even know if that, it feels like it might mm. be. Um, e Pray Love, but, you know. <laughs> e Pray Love. There was The Women. I feel like we need, like, a older, white, millennial man to, like, make more movies about women i agree it's it's happening it's happening left and right and yet not nearly enough you know i want to be the male greta gerwig but do it my way oh, can uh, you imagine that's yeah truly the dream questions a little bit similar to what i just asked you but don't worry i'm gonna make this work if you could direct a <laughs> sequel okay i know i said before adaptation blah 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 it's mm. all jargon but if you could direct mm. a sequel to a, an iconic horror property what would it be now if you need some time to think about it, I can always just pitch you my go-to first. But if you have one ready, I want to know what your go-to is. Oh What's my god! Of course go-to? you do. Of course you do. Okay. And first of all, I'm just going to start by asking: Were you aware that there is a third? I know what you did last summer film. No. Yeah. Okay. So there was direct to DVD, obviously, 2006. Obviously. I'll always know what you did last summer. What a title, right? Oh, baby. Yeah, this is wow. real. This is not mine. This is like a real Mariah thing. Mariah Carey do the song? Like, I, I just yeah. immediately hear her, you know? I mean, I wish. Like, I'm not... The, the, the irony is dropped. Like, I, I do wish. But no, 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 no. It, it did have a supernatural twist. It's about, like, you know, like, the legend of the hook man is, like, swooping around and killing people. Very bad, obviously. Wow. So, that said... I would make a fourth. I know what you did last summer film in, in canon, though no reboot. And this is my pitch. So you get Anne Hesh from the first movie. Please tell me oh. you remember. Yeah, oh. you do. Thank God. Great idea. You put her in the Louisiana South swamplands for oh. no reason, no good reason at all. And she's like sitting on one of those like shacks on sticks, like in the swamp. Oh. And she's like rocking back and forth with like a rocking chair and a shotgun because she knows. And then, like, a bunch of kids on a on a motorboat get stuck around her. And then, I mean, that's about it. But, yeah, I'm going to call I, it. Wait, I love. You love it. Wait, no, for, before you praise me, I have to tell you the title. Um, The number, but spelt out, like, F-O-U-R, Forever 
summer. Oh. Yeah. So that's my wow. pitch. So I really apologize that you have to follow me, though. But that was enough time for you to think, I, I, I think. I, I I think I got a pretty good one, actually. Oh, my God. You I do. think um, I think there is a uh, a Little Shop of Horrors <gasps> sequel. Be rad. And you it do it like a musical, but you like up the gore factor, but also up like I'm not talking just like getting Lin Manuel Miranda in here. I'm talking like get like you know I can't I don't even I can't even I'm not even cool enough to come. I mean, up what with else is he doing really? Overshadow. Precisely, Mary Poppins. Um, but I, I think right. uh, you get uh, you get just uh, perhaps a younger cast, maybe a little Ryan Murphy action, maybe get a little uh, Kathy <sighs> Bates uh, situation. I, I don't, I don't know. Bring back Jack Nicholson if he is alive. Um, oh my gosh, he, yeah, just stuff his mouth full of cotton and just put him in a yeah, chair. He's in and out yeah. in two hours. <laughs> absolutely. I kind of feel like Bill Hader could be the new guy in the chair. I have so many ideas. Oh, absolutely. If not um, the biker, I think he'd love that. I don't know who that is. I'm 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 really reaching for these references Steve to be Martin. honest. Just, uh, oh, 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 of course, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I love that. Also, I was just listening to some podcasts talking about the 80s film. And the music was written by this like super iconic gay guy that died of AIDS not long after, and it's very, I don't know, interesting to me, and I want to know why. Mm. Um, who also did the music to Beauty and the Beast, so that's cool. Oh wow! Oh man, it's just yeah. I was I was seen more in the the uh, high school, uh, <laughs> the junior high uh, production, and Brad and Rocky Horror, of which there is a. Hot. There is a well. It wasn't hot for being in like ninth grade, but I, oh, I, uh, you were it playing was a him. Controversy. Oh. Okay, yeah, we did wear fishnets though, and I think it was a little controversial. <gasps> My high school yeah. also did that when I was in ninth grade, but it was an art school, so nobody cared. Ah, uh, yeah, we had to change um, "Touch a Touch and Touch Me" to the "Touch a Tango." I hate it though. Yeah. That's a hate crime. That's homophobic. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's suppressive. It's, it's brutalizing. Yes, it's terrible. Um, I, I, had a, have it. I had a callback for Eddie. Didn't get it. I'm still oh, sad. Wow. I'm still sad. I'm still sad. Still Molly grieving. Sugarman played Eddie. Uh, we had uh, we had a uh, we had a girl helm that one. Uh, uh, so did we, and I was so offended. <laughs> I was like, excuse mm. me. Anyway, <laughs> I don't need to relive that trauma. That's well, okay. I'm here for it. Okay, so we were talking a little bit about your directing style, and you were you seemed kind of embarrassed. So let's get back to that. Oh, um, how do you get those? like creative juices going is it through music or visuals or pinterest like how do you do it that's a great question well music is music's a big part of it i do uh i do save the um <laughs> the nuggets from the spotify discover weekly every once in a while you know uh, mm-hmm. uh not to knock title um but uh, i'm an apple yeah. music girl though so this has to, i have to go <laughs> No, it's fine. I'm still still on the Napster train as well. But yeah, one thing I iconic, I uh, I do save do save a tune a tune here and there that gets me excited. Like I think that cool. Belafonte track of um, oh oh Deo? gosh boo 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 uh, oh, not no. Deo but uh, um, gosh mama mama boo boo eh? uh, that I put at the end of scare me uh, that was that was really inspiring. Cool. You know, I pull him aside. So music gets me going. I get, you know, I, I, I probably could open up my artistic outlook and uh, archive and expand a bit. Like I could, ba- I barely know what like Breathless is about, but I could tell you everything about Weekend at Bernie's too. Uh, I mean, I would much rather watch so. Weekend at Bernie's too, and I've never seen it. Do you have your, do you have your phone close to you? I do. 
I want to know what was like the last thing you were listening to musically that you're that you're willing to disclose. Uh, like, what's, oh, what's in your sure. recently listened to moment over here? And uh, I don't want you to I, lie, even unless you need to. No, it's fine. It's kind of basic. It's God only knows featuring the um, Royal Core uh, Choral Society of um, and London Symphony Orchestra. It's like not like a big deal. Um, I'm obsessed, and that's going to be our outro music today, because I think what? that's a funny joke. No, no, I, I, I'm making that up. Although recently, <laughs> I did switch. I did switch my uh, theme song to "For Elise" with rain going over it, because I did do an episode about it, and that is a moment from it. Ooh, so that's, that's a good one. What if What right. if I had said "All Star"? Like that's my go-to anywhere. Like everybody instantly knows Smash Mouth's "All Star." All you have to do is say one word. So, uh, so I, yeah, I, okay, say what you will about it. It's probably the only song I have fully memorized. That's totally fair. That's that's completely valid. Um, I I don't. I I know the chickadee china part, but who doesn't? But beyond that, I just kind of get lost and sort of hum along. Oh my goodness, Does that sounded personal. Did you know they have another hit that's other than All Star? I could not tell you what it's called. Does it have something to do with being a celebrity or I'm driving around in a big truck? <laughs> Are you actually asking this, or is this just because I don't know? <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. I don't either. It's well, sort of a statement. Also, Vanessa Carlton has a second oh. single that actually did well, and people don't know about this either. And it's also important to me. Is that her, or is that Vin- Branch? No, that's no, that's, that's so funny because yes, they literally are the same person, and um, they both look a lot like my mom when she was young. Shout out to Gabe. Oh, uh, right. What's um, your mom's name? Gabriella. Right, wow, Gabriella, shout out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's what's next for you after this very exciting release? Uh, well, probably filing for unemployment. It's been a year and mm. change, so I hope that come uh, June twenty fifth, uh, I might get you know one job offer. I've turned a couple things down. There was one that really, really had me miffed, Josh. That came across my desk. Um, where they're like, do you want to come direct this film about a teenager and a serial killer that swap bodies? And I was like, this literally <gasps> just came out. It's written by Michael Kennedy and directed by Chris Landon and called Freaky. And I never yeah. heard anything again. Like even my agents, I think, were too ashamed that they had overlooked the fact that it was some um, plagiarism. I mean, hey, we've all we've seen oh, more than one body swap hey. film. So uh, but the more the, the better, swap, honestly. But um, yeah. I, for, for thirty seconds, I thought that you were offered that movie, and you said no, and then I was going to cry for you. But no, no, I, I, my gosh, Freaky's a perfect film. Uh, well, is but, this where uh, the Vince I, Vaughn dig came from earlier today, which I actually really enjoyed because oh, fuck. Oh, Vince thank Vaughn. you. Well, I hear he's a real treat, but uh, um, if you know, if there's a rumor that an actor might be carrying a piece, I just don't think I'd want them around. I'm sure a he's piece. perfectly nice, and I love not, swingers. Not a piece, though. Oh god, I think he might be carrying a piece. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I, I like a little one, like the Michaela Watkin like purse piece, <laughs> or like actually that make that would be just I mean, he has a hard time pulling it out and uh, you know, getting his, like gigantic <laughs> index finger through the uh, trigger hole. Oh no, he could be Jewish, but he gives me anti-Semitic energy. Even if he is, no, Jewish. it's like this you're gonna the... do Dragged Across Concrete, like you're gonna voluntarily do a Mel Gibson film. It's like guys, there right. are better options. Yes, Mel Gibson, you know of mean? course. Yeah, anytime yeah, someone goes near him, unless it's Jodie Foster, I get angry. Yeah, I just I, I just imagine if being in a scenario with him, much like I did with John C. McGinley, I'll talk openly about it, uh, Hey Scrubs and Identity, where I just 
Imagine butting heads with someone who's just so overtly masculine. Who is this person? Um, <laughs> well, uh, I, I did a job with the um, the other doctor from Scrubs, John C. McGinley, who is also in. I, I don't know. He, you'd know him immediately if you saw him. Um, he was. Did you say uh, identity? All, identity. Yes, That's the my ensemble fucking favorite film movie. with Rebecca De Mornay and John Cusack. A fantastic movie. Isn't of that course. James Mangold? Am I crazy? You know, I don't um, know. But I love that movie. Saw it in theaters with my dad. Shout out to him. Uh, uh, I saw it in the theater as well, but not with my father, with two people uh, about my age. Um, wow. In New York City, as it were. And quite scary. I thought it was wonderful. I just imagine him and Vince just kind of being of the same milk, where they're like, you know what we're mm-hmm. going to do today for fun? We're going to um, drink an entire flask of something brown, and then we're going to start a fight with someone smaller than us, um, or yeah. at least go into a professional setting and talk back. And it just—it doesn't—I can't imagine it sitting right with with me. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'd love to. No, have you're a not wrong. You, you're right. Listen, sugar tits. So I don't know. I have nothing to follow that. Yeah, I know. I think that, I think that's kind of how it would get. And I've been called that before by like a camp counselor when I was younger and I had bigger breasts. And uh, I don't know. I just so I think I have like a radar for 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 bad men. You sounded really beautiful and gorgeous. And I, I wish I could have known that person. When I was at summer camp, I remember one of my counselors said I was his favorite. And it's because we bonded over movies. So oh, that's shout out to that guy. Cool. He was hot. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Very. Okay, so you didn't give me like a title. So I feel like you know what you're doing next and you're just not telling me and that's fine. Uh, honestly, it's been a whole lot of writing, like survival mode writing. Like, oh, what if I do this? Oh, what about this IP? Oh, maybe pursue dark man. I mean, just constantly pursue like, let's just dark man. Do it. Pursue. I've, I've, I'm actively pursuing it. I haven't had one phone call. No one will give me a shot, but I will take the swing. Maybe after the 25th and people realize we're going to cross the billion dollar mark with werewolves within, they'll be like, you know what? You mm-hmm. know what we need? We need Josh Rubin's Darkman reboot, revisit, sequel. Hey, Hulu will take on anything, I feel like. I hope so. I know. Well, they're doing the Hellraiser series which is uh, wild. And they're doing the Alien series. So I feel like they'll just do anything as a series. Also, there's rumors of a Nightmare on Elm Street series. I'll take them. Because oh, where's Freddy at, right? Like, I know. Oh, man. Is it like oh. probably, it's probably in the universe. It's probably like, oh, there'll be a nod, you know, but like, it's probably just like, oh, a bunch of teenagers have problems and there's like prosthetics. I mean, I, I want a part of it. Believe me. I'm already planning Unless out my Jared Leto is going to come in and, you know play freddy in uh, which, which case i'm not i don't know if i'm ready listen would it work maybe. maybe everyone hates everyone hates the remake but it wasn't bad because of what was his name the guy that played freddy oh anyone? gosh uh oh, oh little children uh, Rob- <laughs> <laughs> are you about to say little little michael little michael king um oh, gosh jackie girl haley little Jackie O'Haley, little Jackie O'Haley, little uh, Jackie O'Haley children. Yeah. Well, yes, little oh, little children's Jackie O'Haley. He's wonderful. Gosh, that movie oh. is also one of my favorites. Saw that with my mom. That was weird. 
what does it say about me that I just feel Little Children is like a comfort film? Like, just toss it on, just watch Patrick Wilson try and, you know, avoid Noah uh, Mm -hmm, Emmerich. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Well, how do you feel about The Woodsman? Because then I feel like I can make a full rounded opinion if I know. So I thought most Dev was great, you know, uh, but otherwise, he was kind of great in that. I was like, damn, most Dev is great. Like, absolutely. I feel like he's a good actor, and I have no other reason to believe that other than this comedian named Hannah Pilk, who, uh, is in that film she was like the little girl he sat next to on the on the park bench and she was uh, like bird course. watching she's like, she's like gross get out of here <laughs> was that her oh no yeah or was also just kind of like my grandpa makes me sit on his lap and he was like oh i feel no. bad i'll have a great day yeah <laughs> you, this is gonna be immediately cut but i'm very much enjoying the fact that we got to talk about this um <laughs> You know, I feel like that really rounds out my questions for you. But before we let you go, do you have any questions for me about the position? Like, is there anything you um, need to know? What is uh, what is another uh, another another um, must <laughs> wow. make that just leaves you bereft? What I, what else would I make? No, I'm going to absolutely answer this. It's too bad I'm white because I love Candyman so much. So not 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 that. I'd love to do a new. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I hear that Elijah yeah. Wood and and company have a pitch, so I feel like they could do it. Yeah, I think Flanagan's got one. Spectre Vision, I'll take that all day. But I mean, what about one that just has left you just like uh, I, I'm so upset they haven't made it. Sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I know. I'm, I'm so upset they didn't make it. From your oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Why am I? Why am I flustered? Okay, I want to. Okay, here's one. I'm gonna like blow your mind by going again outside of the box but Guillermo del Toro has a couple of projects that just like why aren't they here his haunted mansion was in development for a long time which would have been yes. just everything yes. i need although they have a cool person directing that now at disney so that's cool okay here's my answer Guillermo del Toro the love of my life my uh-huh. husband he okay I'm going to say in 2010, 2009, he struck a deal with Disney where he got to make his own, basically his own like um, vertical at Disney called Disney. Oh my God. Yeah. Disney Double Dare You, where it was his own like label where he would release kid friendly horror spooky projects. And what? there was, yes, I know. And there was oh a logo. Oh my God. Created. Like creating gateway horror as just yes, like. Yes. Yes. Gateway yeah. horror. Oh. Yes. Oh my, and, I'm gonna create first... Kinder Trauma. Can I do an impression of him? Or will I get canceled? Probably, but I think it's was that just be like, him. But I didn't hear I think it. So. But... Well, I have to, but, uh, uh, it's mostly just the breathing, Josh. You know, it's just like Kinder <laughs> Kinder Trauma. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's... I I, d- I heard it on the last one. I did. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. And the first one he was going to do was a haunted mansion remake starring Ryan Gosling. And there's a really adorable photo of the two of them on the ride together. And what? Didn't... Why did that? Ha- I don't understand. So that I must know. just be a Disney thing, like halt. I just think it's too much. It's just too good. Yeah. Like, how dare we make something this quality? Like, we have to reel it in and make another pirates movie. I think he moved right. on to like other stuff. He's famous for having amazing projects that did not make it, like a scary Pinocchio, Hellboy three, R.I.P. Wait, Pinocchio isn't even happening. I thought they were like shooting, or maybe there's another one. I don't know. His Pinocchio has been in the works for at least 10 years. So yeah, I feel like that's a no-go. Time. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. That should be an episode. Uh, No-go-kyo. No-go-kyo. No-kyo. I don't know. Um, so I think that wraps it up for me. I This was so much fun. Thank it you for being... It was just a pleasure. 
yeah, thank you for being the brother of Rachel Yamagata. That's incredible. <laughs> oh I'll be, 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 be her brother, you know, anytime. Oh, um, tell her about Development House. She can subscribe on any place that she can get her podcasts, honestly. Oh my God, I absolutely will. I <laughs> love it. Um, obviously kidding. This was really fun. Big congratulations on Werewolves Within. I loved it. And I'm excited to see what you do next. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, probably at Josh Rubin, not like the sandwich. Just at Josh, R-U-B-E-N, you know, for all the updates, whether a Jason Bateman impression or a retweet of a Rolling Stone article with a blurb that includes the name of my next film. Uh, who knows? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to that conversation we just had with Josh Rubin. We want to thank him and IFC Films for participating in our little podcast. If you've listened all the way to the end, thank you. Incredible. I beg you, please leave a five-star rating. And if you want to go that extra mile, you can leave a very positive review to tell me how much you loved this episode. You can uh, subscribe remember to subscribe and you can follow us on social media pretty much anywhere at at development hell pod or if you're on twitter that's at devil hell pod now make sure that you catch werewolves within it's going to have a limited theatrical run starting on june 25th so if you can see it in theaters that's cool highly recommend it and it's also going to be on demand starting july 2nd from ifc films you're not going to want to miss this one. It's super funny and kind of scary. And it's like a really good murder mystery. Also, Michaela Watkins, what an icon. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode of Development Hell.